Good afternoon, gentlemen. Afternoon, officer. How long were you in Mexico? Two hours. And what did you do while you were there? We went for tacos too quick. Excuse me? He means tacos al gordo, where before you finish giving your order, they're already shoving it down your throat. I don't think I understood a word you just said. Where are you guys from? San Bernardino. San Diego. San Francisco. Via Nicaragua. San Francisco, huh? That's right, officer. We're headed there right now. Uh-huh. And what are you bringing back from Mexico? Well, I got me a pink chancho. Darren's got two cartons of delicados. Paul bought a cenicero with a shroud of Turin in the bottom and a choice velvet painting of Elvis as Jesucristo. Uh-huh. Oh, and I got four ponchos for my cousin Pancho. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to ask you boys a few questions. Who was the first president of the United States? George. George. Clinton, George Clinton. Who was the longest running host of The Tonight Show? Johnny Canales. Okay, complete this phrase. Hot dog on a burro. Mula. Would you mind opening the trunk of your car? Actually, yes, I would mind. Sir, I'm going to have to demand that you open the trunk. Oh, oh what is Podcast is Carga, the history of Los Delicados with the voices of Norman Zelaya, Paul S. Flores, Darren Jade and Leon, and guest voice Edward Rodriguez. This is the history of Los Delicados produced by Aztec Parrot with your host Darren Jade and Leon. Episode 1, How We Met and Presentes. Welcome to everyone and thank you for listening to our first podcast, Descarga. In 1996, I was living in San Francisco and was attending the graduate creative writing program at San Francisco State University. I wanted to start a poetry ensemble group that would blend poetry, music, theater, comedy, revolutionary politics, and dance. Trying to fill that void was a task, a very difficult task, until my paths crossed with Norman Zelaya a San Francisco native, Nicoya, who was a writer, incredible dancer, and a hilarious personality. Almost a year later, we met Paul S. Flores, who was a punk rock singer. We collaborated with Filipino Afro-Cuban percussionist Jimmy Biala, and together we formed Los Delicados Poetas del Sol. Over the next five years, we torched poetry stages everywhere with our brand of performance that we called Word Descarga, influenced by the Latin American tradition of reciting the names of the deceased. We created a poetic style that we called Presentes, which has been acknowledged by the American literary tradition through publications. In this episode, we will cover how the three of us met 
and the inspiration that led to the creation of the presente. Norman, how did we meet? I, mean, I was going to every open mic that, that I could find. I was going to open mics four, four or five times a week. You know, I was just going through a poetry flash and uh, hitting them up, huh? Just, just hey. hitting them up. I was, I was going to every. Norman Antonio Salaya, gentlemen, Norman Antonio Salaya, on the list. And then slowly, you know, I would um, just, you know, fall onto a couple that I liked a lot and that, that made me feel comfortable. And it was the one at the, at the uh, Jam in Java. But it was Jam in Java that, Jam in Java. Uh, that I would go to, little little cafe uh, off of Hate. It was it was comfortable. I was there every week. Upper hand. And and, uh, and Darren, Darren showed up once. And I don't think I talked to you the first time you showed up, but the next time you you, you came back, uh, I struck up a conversation with you. Only because you know you were Latino. You're you're a brown skinned dude, and, and uh, I walked. You over liked your and, feet. Yeah. I thought yeah. it was because I, I read my ode nice to feet. basketball. I was like, oh. I don't, I, you know what? I know what I remember that you read was, uh, was a dirty laundry full of blood. Wow. That was his, like, that was his MFA thesis. I think that's what it was. I mean, you read the section about, about, uh, about a Chicano. That is one of his best poems. Dirty, about a Chicano dirty laundry full of blood. About a Chicano holding up a, uh, holding up a Mexican flag in, uh, in, in Toronto during the World Series. Yes. And I, and, uh, you know, and I asked you. Joe Carter. Yeah. And I just asked you about um, about writing. You know, you, you mentioned you were you were a student and uh, at State. And I asked you about the difference between the MA and the MFA. And you said the MFA is more racist. This is true. This is true. No lies detected. And that's how we met. You know, that's <laughs> how we met. Like he didn't bother to explain anything else. He said it's more racist and <laughs> then, went, then went to get some coffee. That was a fucking great win. Dirty laundry full of blood. Dirty laundry full of blood. NAFTA be your name. Thy treaty come and the corporation won in the north as it is in their heaven. Televised stadium seat for the 1993 World Series NBC Sports. The canonization of Joe Carter. Two and two count. The pitcher checks the signs and the pitch. Joe Carter, the hardest home run ever hit in the face of this earth. Joe Carter, arm-raising Canadian trot around the American bases. Joe Carter, full of sweet Blue Jay tears. Joe Carter, MVP trophy with a ball on top. Joe Carter, cover of Sports Illustrated. Joe Carter didn't give a Joe Garagiola ass about the Mexican flag that hung on the left field wall in Toronto, Canada. Toronto, Monsanto, AstroTurf. Toronto, 
Under the Dome, Toronto, beaming off satellites, Toronto, una bandera mexicana in the loneliest left field seats, Toronto, and film at 11 directors, Toronto, reframed the shot, Toronto, and cropped Las Tres Colores, Toronto, from the evening news sports, Toronto, who cut the shot that dropped the pop and made Mexico stop in the Canadian border shop? He moved more north than was needed, more north as to never be recognized. True north, a salmon out of water squirming in his seat. Foothold in Canada to claim the land in the name of the land. Names, Mexica. Gawiya, Meskwaki, Sekai, Tongba, Chichanish float beneath the 10,000 square feet of slab concrete. What do you call a Chicano in Toronto? A Chicano. But how did you get there? Did you swim, walk, jump, climb, sneak, phone, fax, email, UPS, snail mail, express? I could spot those moving Mexicans one mile away. Televised stadium seat, northward bound through gringo land jack, narrow-minded tunnels, red-necked rivers, a king-sized bed of white sheet rhetoric. Slapped in Temecula, past no points unchecked, 100 miles from Hollywood. Radical brown chic. Resiste. Kathy Lee cries a song in an off, off, off border town. Coffee beans from somewhere. The Mexicans are moving cat chased at supreme speed. Sheriff Dragon and his clan, El Rio Grande in El Monte, helicopter documents footprints, counts the blows one to 187. Who wants to go shopping for another country? How does it feel to be on your own? No protection at all. Just like a Mexicano in Toronto. South, there is a war. South, dead toxin fish. South. Burning feet, south. Weekend warriors paint bullets, south. Headlights from Ford trucks, south. Plastic bags on feet, south. Shot by another, south. Raped by cowboy boots, south. Below the frontera belt, south. Metal gallery ducks, south. Nervous national guard, south. Chase the nationals, south. Call it training, south. Floating arms, south. Dead Christian dollars. South. Economic Easters. South. The Three Stooges, Larry, Moe, and these United States. South. City bank deposits. South. All Palmer golf courses. South. Asbestos. South. Anarchy is the flavor of my gum. South. South. Moving south by south. Dirty laundry. Full of blood a green card with my name. The Mexicans are moving 
The problem is they are moving across the street from me. They made 187 reasons why he can justify bullets in their chest. She must, he must have that house. She must have that house on top of the hill. He washes ivory hands in toxic rivers, wipes them on dead fish towels. They spit in the four directions. She eats grapes. He shaves in the mirror on the back of the bullet. They spin and rinse their clothes and newspaper stands, hang them to dry on TV news, conduct a poll, democratically open our wallets, hand a fiver to La Migra to buy more beer, sunglasses, jet skis, tax V8 gas, maquiladora life jackets, Xerox copies of Happy Days, a belly full of sludge served on silver platters. The congregation? The congregation takes the host. The congregation takes the host and quietly files. The congregation takes the host and quietly files into suburban rows. Dirty laundry, full of blood. Another treaty that imprisons us. Dirty laundry, full of blood. How long can you hold this game? All three of us were graduate students at San Francisco State inside their creative writing program. All at different times, we were kind of staggered. I, I was in there first and then Paul entered and then, and then Norman entered. Well, that's the place where Paul and I met, but it isn't where Norman and I met. But eventually, the things were, our whole world got centered around the Mission District. I was working, I wasn't living in the Mission, but I was living, I was working at RAP as a high, high school teacher. And so I was in, I was in the Mission on the daily. And you guys just lived a block off of 24th Street. I moved back into the neighborhood because I was living in in, uh, in Daly City. I was in Westlake at the time. That's right. Yeah, we weren't we weren't in there yet. I was over in the Lower Haight. Norman was in Westlake when we met. Then we moved in together. We did our sessions at Westlake. Yeah, we did. We did. We I remember did. doing a session down in the basement. We did early sessions. That's downstairs. right. We did a session in the basement. Yeah. Damn. Damn. That, was, that was before we moved in. Yeah. That was before we moved in. That was a dope day. I remember that. I was like, well, I'd never been out there before because, you know, maybe I'd been in San Francisco a year or two at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember being in that neighborhood and it was like uh, all, all fog. Like, totally fog. The whole place was foggy and I'd never been out really like into Daly City or, or, or south of that. And then we were in this basement. It was dope. It had so much room down there. Yeah. It was like all carpeted. It was like yeah. really comfortable. Yeah. And then you could see out onto the streets above you a little bit. I remember we were pounding keys, looking at the street at that or at that that angle. I remember that. It was the backyard, actually. Was it the backyard? Oh, yeah. That's what you could see. Yeah. But I mean, you, again, because of the fog was so thick, it really didn't matter. <laughs> Nobody chews gum in Westlake. That was like a big. I remember that poem when you did that. Everybody loved that poem. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody in Westlake. <laughs> <laughs> no one picks you up in Westlake. Yeah. So you kept coming back. So Darren's not coming, you know, you know, when he, whenever you could, to to this reading, and then I think you invited me 
I don't know if it was your apartment. Probably was. And uh, I think actually Pancho was there too. Pinch! <laughs> Pinch! Oh. I met you. I met you, Norman, at the at the uh, Cafe International. Darren told me to go to the Cafe International reading, and I went before I met before I knew you. That's where I met you. That was the first place I met you. You were down the street. You were up the hill, weren't you? Like half a yeah. block. You was around the corner. I was up the hill. Yeah, I was. I was on uh, Page. Alguacy, right? Like yeah. Page and Fillmore, something like that. Didn't even know he was hosting that. And that was a dope ass reading. That was one of the best. I mean, people would come from all over, you know, to go to that reading. From all over from California, people, Northern Bay. People came, came from Fresno. Cafe International, baby. Fresno to Sacramento. And San Diego too. The taco shops came. Taco they shop, showed yeah. up. Yeah, and that they was came from San Diego. Yeah, and the only the only publicity I did I did for that, or the biggest piece of publicity I did or promotion I did for that reading, was listing it in Poetry Flash. Poems y Poemas did it on the TV though too, right? On the video. Later on, we uh, we did the, the 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 TV show, but the reading itself, you know, I just listed it in Poetry Flash and hope people to show up. I was I was listing it listing it on there was a a list sir on Chicle on Chicle that's right on Chicle lit list yeah the Chicago lit list I was listing it on there and that was a national list so those those notices were getting there pumped down on a regular basis and so that a lot of the word got spread out about that I mean the open mics had been there for decades and I started going when I was eighteen by ninety seven ninety eight. The open mics had a whole new generation of people, you know, coming into it. Big open mics too, big yeah. open mics, big slams, big open mics. Uh, big. The the slam at living at a uh, Justice League was like six hundred people. Yeah. Would go to see poetry. That was wild. That was wild. Do we have big big open mics at uh, Cafe International? We have big open mics at um, Galleria de la Raza. Would have big big uh, poetry events. Paradise Lounge, and uh, I went, started going to that, because Diamond Dave, yeah. for a little bit, <laughs> years ago, had a hand in that one before, before it, it took off as, as, a, uh, as a place to go and do, you know, go and share your work. How many times did we perform at Youth Speaks events? We were probably featured three or four times at their event, and there were a bunch of kids there coming too, and... I remember being over at ODC. You remember we we yeah. were at ODC performing for the kids there, and that was a lot of people there, like 150 people to see that little show. This was in the 90s. You're right, Norman. There was a a new generation of people getting um, exposed to spoken word and poetry and open mics, and there was a lot more people making it in a you know a new generation of people creating it too. Many young writers and poets like Jaime Cortez and Lito Sandoval, and many, many others, were attending Poesia y Poemas on a regular basis. Was this when you met Francisco Alarcón? He showed up at the, I believe it was the third reading that I, that I, that I did. He showed up early on with his, you know, with his three little viejitas. You know, they came all the way down. He was, yeah, we're, you know, we're, from a, a Posadas Galeria. Escritores del Sol. But yeah, he saw it in Poetry Flash. And, I, and, I, and I, you know, I think what it was, what, the critical thing too, 
about about the reading that brought these folks together was that one the title was bilingual and the features were, all, were always you know all, always you know Latino folks so they came and I, I, I really believe they just wanted to come and support a Latino reading because at that time there weren't any there wasn't the, the lunada or anything like that happening this was it and that was enough to draw people like Francisco Alarcón to draw like Pidi Tomas also showed up. I mean, it, it was it, it, it was it was pretty unbelievable, you know, how you know, the people that came out, you know, to the show. Robert, uh, Ricardo Bracho and Jorge Cotinha showing up. Jaime and Lito, like they they came to the second reading and came every month after that. It was pretty fantastic how how organically. It, it, it began to grow and it was like almost to the point where it was that's like so that's really incredible right i think it was self-promoting itself you know it was self-promoting like i said I, I didn't have to do a whole lot i could just count on people showing up every month i, I was also at that at that time too i was TAing alejandro morguia's creative writing class in ladasa studies at san francisco state and he'd let me lecture he'd let me lecture probably like you know Three three times a, a semester, so it was a good experience for me. So I was already being associated with that, and then here we had creative writing students who were like you know going into the mission to party and going into Cafe International for poems and poemas. So there was always a fresh batch of beautiful young students coming in, into the scene. And yeah. I think that also made it very very exciting too. I was DJing. I was DJing at the time for the events. Whenever there was, you know, whenever there was a, a switch between the readers or something like that, or a little break, then I would go up there and play a little music. You did DJ. I remember yeah. that. And the, the flyers that I created, I was doing these completely pirated flyers where I was taking out some of the best panels from Love and Rockets. And then I was using that as the, 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 the main image to, to promote the, the event. So all apologies to Los Bros Hernandez. But we didn't make any money off of those flyers. No, no. If we would have made any money, we would have drank it, uh, brothers. Yeah. Sorry, brothers. Sorry, our, sorry, sorry, brothers. We gave drank, it to the. We drank to anything the, we stole from you. Or gave it to the, uh, the featured reader. We we gave it to the, the featured reader. That we did. Pass the hat as always. Give folks some a little something back. In 1996, during the first writing session, we created the Presente Poetic Form, which was inspired by the Latin American tradition of acknowledging those who have passed on. Norman, how do you see it? Our willingness to broaden the context for ourselves. Right now, you talk about the place where we come from, and it's a place that, you know, at least when I was growing up, insists on drawing from the past to build the future. So we're always thinking about those who came before us, you know, in order to better serve people who are living here and in this community and to build that community for a better future. So taking inspiration and influences from, from eras that are before our generation, it's common, you know, I think for us, to do that. I remember eventually as when we came around, 
we came together and we decided, you know, let, let's write something together. Those were to present this. Just like banging keys, hot seat. Sometimes, you know, sometimes the subject's right in front of you. Just like, it's just pretty much slow down, meditate, uh, create inwardly into your beliefs. So as we look into our truth, we find our heroes and sheroes and we write to them for, for that strength. Stealing skis from the thrift town. I just wanna slot them down. I just wanna slot them down these inner city hills. Barrio Mission Park Presente! Some home fries. Hilltop Malibu with a Redondo Latin Soul combo. Willie Bobo. Presente! Por San Lazaro. Y Babalua Ye Canto. Llegó la brujería con décimas en arco iris. Reina de la música Guajira, Selena González. Presente! Of pinups and silver screen sueños. Hollywood could never handle a true diosa. Maria Felix, presente! Brush across the canvas, wheelchair in huelga motion. Frida Kahlo, presente! Coronado Bridge collapsed my barrio back. Now Caltrans Deglo won't let go my ego. Chale ese Chicano Park, presente! Mientras Nicaragua, Tenga hijos que la amen, Nicaragua será libre. César Augusto Sandino, presente. Cartoon Arlene, Texas got those crazy gringos from the burbs. Selling propane and propane accessories because his grades were good enough. Hank Hill, presente. Poetry is rhythms, 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 rhythms of a rifle and a prayer. Aha. Baya, aha, baya, aha, baya. First of the last, when the last shall be first, the last poets. Presente! Live from death row. You can cage my body, but never my mind. Mumia Abu Jamal. Presente! The Aries flame that sheds light on the suffering in the orchards. Dolores Huerta. Presente! Hey bro, scrape back, flip upside that Panama hat, don't fit your fat head, forget about it. Cabezones, presente! Chain link steering wheel, chrome fenders polished to a smile, and curved feelers to let me know what's up. My lowrider Schwinn, presente! Enter the dragon, exit the kung fu, six pack abdominals, Bruce Lee, presente! Havana, Nueva York, San Francisco, Fuego! Managua, Buenos Aires, Haiti, Fuego! Because this revolution starts with me, Fuego! Jose Martí, Presente! When I put on a dress, I feel like a woman. Coco Fusco, Presente! A rhyme never obtuse, a pink polka dotted moose, Dr. Seuss, Presente! I got a big appetite for hip-hop served Maduro over Latin soul. Boricua, morena, boricua, morena, boricua, 
Morena Big Pun Presente Clap your hands everybody And everybody clap your hands And if you got a flow Then let it blow like a volcano Burning red como delicado Everybody say ho Ho The fly in deep right field, holding the runner at second, Roberto Clemente, presente! Oye mi hermano, estoy frisando, la boila, la boila! Okay, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, you talk too happy, I know understand so good. El super presente! That does it for this episode of Podcast Descarga. We want to thank you for listening. Los Delicados will be celebrating their 25th anniversary with a series of Flory Cantos in the East Bay, San Francisco, and San Jose on November 18th through the 20th. Stay tuned for opportunities to purchase tickets. The History of Los Delicados next episode will drop on October the 7th. Until then, don't panic, keep it organic. Zas. Please subscribe and share.